This week on the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, using some of our experience, we talk about the ideal relationships between artists and their supporting team members. What will work well and what's going to cause you a lot of problems if you do it the wrong way. And this is coming from our experience. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert, two longtime music industry pros, discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you need Subscribe to on YouTube, follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. You got Mike, you got Jay. We took a unexpected uh, week off last week because, again, life has just been crazy for the both of us. I'm finally moved in. Internet? I finally got internet's working. <laughs> uh, office is set up. It's time to start decorating the walls. There you go. But, you know, it's it's a process. It is. Um, but before we get into this week's discussion, just a quick shout out to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Bands in Town. Thank you so much. All of your support means so much to both uh, Jay and myself. It sure does. And, of course, thank you to our sponsors, Bandzoogle.com. Bandzoogle makes it so easy to build a stunning website and EPK for your music in just minutes. All the features you need are already built in, including dozens of fully customizable templates, tools to sell music, merch, and tickets commission-free. By the way, if you didn't hear the big news, Bandzoogle members have already surpassed $100 million in commission-free sales, $100 million Amazing. in sales that went straight into the artist's pocket. Um, they've also got mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, integrations with Bandcamp, SoundCloud, YouTube, Bands in Town, and more, so you can easily add content from your other online profiles. And of course, their amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. Plans at Bandzoogle start at just $8.29 a month, and that includes hosting and your own free custom domain name. Music Biz Weekly Podcast listeners, head over to Bandzoogle.com. Sign up to try it for free for 30 days, and when you register, use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, that's all one word, and you will save 15% off the first year of any subscription that's bandzoogle.com, promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY. And of course, thank you to our sponsor, DiscMakers.com. As you know, vinyl's been mostly a label product up to now. High prices, tight supply with resulting long lead times. Kept the independent artists largely on the sidelines, yet artists want vinyl. Fans want vinyl. Vinyl is one of the biggest collectible items out there. Uh, but not many artists end up moving forward with it. Why? Because of price and turnaround times. Most artists don't know how many records they'll sell, so they want to start with the smallest quantity possible to test the waters. Up till this week, 100 records at Disc Makers would cost you $1,990 to press. And that's a lot of money, 20 bucks a record. And it compares unfavorably to the cost of making 100 CDs, which probably starts at just 149 bucks. So Disc Makers has decided to rip the Band-Aid off and relaunch their entry-level vinyl strategy 
with an offer of 100 vinyl records for just 1,299 bucks. They want to nice. truly democratize the, the vinyl market for DIY artists. And they, and they believe they are the only company that can execute and scale this. Disc makers have the ability and resources to do the marketing and the scale and the sales and the graphics and customer service resources that are required for this. So head over to discmakers.com, place your order this week for your vinyl records. A hundred of them at 1299 bucks. Um, Jay, so this week, this is going to come from a little bit of both your and my experience. And, okay. and you know, we will protect the, the names of the people we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. um, but you're an artist, you're a band, whether you've got a manager or you do it yourself, you hire a team or team members. You hire myself, you hire Jay, you might hire a publicist. Um, from our experience, Jay, what, what is the ideal situation, the ideal client when it comes to communicating with the team yeah. members, how to communicate, how to engage with the team members that you're now paying. And in most cases, you're paying that team member a monthly retainer, which keep in mind that monthly retainer means you don't use them, they still get paid. You know, you're not paying just by, it's not like a lawyer where you're like, okay, I'm just paying you by the hour for the hours I use you. It's like, no, you're paying a monthly fee. They're on call. Now, if you don't use any of your team members during that month, you still paid that fee. Yeah. Yeah. And I would only add to that conversation, the unpaid team as well, because I think, when you're starting out, especially as DIY, your street team may be your mom, your dad, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, wife, whatever. And as you grow, you start bringing on people that you pay. But I think this conversation covers both. I think yes. that when you, because it's still about how do you work with your team? And I think one of the first things is to look at defining what are everybody's roles and responsibilities. So there's no confusion. Like Mike, you're handling A, B, and C. I'm handling D, E, and F. And then when we have our regular meetings, we know what you're responsible for, right? And I think that's always a good start because I think what happens with some of these teams is they just assume, well, the publicist is handling that or Mike's, Mike's handling that. That's his thing, isn't it? There's confusion. But if you start at the very beginning with roles and responsibilities, I think you avoid some of that uh, misunderstanding. I completely agree. I would even go a little bit further that once you've got some new team members on board, and even if you've clearly defined who does what, it's still for a few months, probably a good idea to be, be very clear about who you're asking to do something. So there's no assumptions that you think, well, I just said, I'd like to get some press. And I'm just assuming that the publicist understood that and is going to do it. Or, you know, we need some help with this. And this, this person is going to do it. I think until your entire team and you become comfortable with each other and understand how everybody works and what did they really mean when they said that, 
it's always beneficial to be very clear and go, um, Mike, will you take care of this? Jay, will you take be care of direct. this? Be very direct. And, you know, there's times where I'll come back and go, I can take care of that. But my understanding was it was Jay's responsibility. Yeah. If Jay's not able to do it, I'm happy to back him yeah. up on this. Yeah. But be very clear and understanding in both directions as to who's going to do it. And don't assume. Don't yeah. assume that somebody just understood that they were supposed to take care of that. You know, there's that old saying, when you assume, it makes an ass out of you and me. Classic. Um, so don't assume. Be very clear and say, will you take care of this? And will it be done by this time? I need it by this time. Yeah. I, even to this day, I'm still with long running clients. When I send them something to review and approve, I'm like, here is the press release for your review. I need your comments. If nothing comes in by the end of day today, it's that good. will be taken as your approval. Understood? Yes, no, hold everything. You know, you've got to be very clear on that because there's so many moving parts as your team grows. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that, really good advice. I also think that I'm a big fan in two things. One is having a group email list, having a group chat. So everybody's sort of on the same page, even if it's not part of your job, it's nice to have that paper trail where you can kind of refer back and search things and just be all on the same page with what's going on with the team. I think that's, that's really crucial. And I think part of it is having, you know, a shared drive and it can be something as simple as a Google doc or something, a, a central point where everybody can kind of contribute. So you can all stay and you all know, like, is this folder, the folder that has the most recent bio press release approved photo, you know, demos, whatever it is, you don't have to go searching through your email. You just know that that central place this is where we call it the central point of truth has all of the, the yep. latest if, and if, all that stuff. If it's in there, it's I approved. know I can, I can use it without asking permission. <clears throat> and, and if it's in there and I use it and somebody comes back and says, wow, that's not the most recent version. Well, then who was responsible for updating there. Yeah. what's in there? So we all are using the most recent version. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think what in the end, the biggest thing that I speaking for myself, and I'm sure you would agree that I appreciate when I'm on a client's team is just constant flowing communication. Silence is oh, dangerous. It really is. It's dangerous. It's like, uh, is anything happening? Is something happening that's a problem here? Am I missing something that I'm supposed to be part of? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'll make a point every once in a while. It's like, just nudge and go, hey, just check it in. How's everything going? And, you know, when I have clients that are like doing Zoom calls once or twice a week, constant daily email check-ins, text messages. Now, some people might sit here and go, boy, I don't want to be overwhelmed with all of that. I'd rather be overwhelmed with all of that. Yeah. Maybe 90% of it, I don't have to deal with. Yeah. But there's a communication flow happening here. 
and I can always jump in and assist as needed, but it's when there's no communication and then out of the blue, somebody's like, how come you haven't been doing anything? I haven't heard from you. We haven't had any conversations. I don't know what your marketing, the last you told us, the the release date hadn't been set yet. Oh, well, we set that a week ago. Well, you got to tell the team the release date's been confirmed. There may not be action items in that stuff, but I'm with you. I would rather have over communication. What you're talking about is weekly meetings. Typically, you have like a weekly call with your team. Those weekly calls versus regular communications and you can have both and i think what you're saying is it's problematic if you just rely on that weekly thing and if something comes up hit the team and then we can keep things moving it keeps the progress going but if you wait until that weekly call every single week it just it wastes time and it keeps things slow yeah i mean i know for myself i'm the type of person who I'm very good at working under my own direction and initiative. So if I've been given a direction by a client, I'll keep walking in that direction until I'm told to turn around or stop. So if it goes silent, I'm going to continue in that direction. I'm going to keep working and working and working until somebody says, stop. But I do know from experience, there's a lot of people out there that don't have that sort of work ethic. That if you're not giving them... if you're not giving them their specific task for the week or the day, they're not doing anything for you. Yeah. And you can't change that. I've noticed that a friend of mine said there are gallon people and they're half gallon people. And it's, there's certain people, and you know this, if you've ever managed a team and it's not necessarily bad, it just is what it is. There's certain people that you say, I need A, B, and C done this week. And they come back to you in two days and go, okay, I did that. What's D, E, and F? What do you want me to do? Yeah. There's, and there's certain people that just need direction. And then there are other people like you're talking about that they're just going to continue working and doing what they think is the best thing to do until, you know, told otherwise. And I think that's key. Yeah, it, 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 it really is, you know, because you're, you are most likely going to be working with a team that is distributed around the country and or the world. It's no longer everybody's in an office together and you're hanging out every single day, seeing each other. Now everybody is remote. You know, I'm here, Jay's there, your publicist is in another state, your radio person's on the other side of the country, your booking agent might be in Europe. Everybody is somewhere different. You've got to be, unless you hire a team member to be the one that corrals and organizes all this, which may not be a bad idea if you get big enough. Sure. It is your responsibility as the artist to organize and keep the team communicating, keep them organized and, you know, making sure they all are communicating with each other as well, because, you know, I may not have any direct need to work with the publicist, but it's not a bad idea for me to, understand what the publicist is doing absolutely just so i can see i mean i just had a client where i was just got off of our weekly call and i'm like i would recommend we set up a shared google calendar of all activities interviews radio appearances shows anything put in release dates due dates just so we can all look at this calendar once a week and go 
okay, this is what it, I see coming down the road. And, and that's, that's very valuable for your entire Absolutely. team to know what is going on elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's sound advice. And I want to talk about a conversation you and I had before we hit record. We were both just raving about some clients that we have. They're just doing it right. And that led us to thinking, well, there's a couple of them, not many, but there's a couple of them that are doing it wrong. And so let's talk about, you know, maybe radio, PR, social media, things like that. I think you and I both are on the same page with, it's not as simple as just, I'm giving direction to these people and they're doing their jobs. I think you and I believe that it's, it's got to be deeper than that. It's got to be a true collaboration and partnership um, with those entities. Would you, would you say that's accurate? A hundred percent. If you want your team members to really become almost like family member, I mean, and, and if you work with some of these artists that have been around longer, they really do look at that inner circle as family. These are people we can count on and we can trust. trust. And, and you need to get to that sort of relationship where it's like, I can trust that if I talk to Jay about something, he's got my best interest in mind. He's going to take care of this. And he's probably going to have a little bit of foresight to look ahead and down the road and let me know what he thinks is going on. As opposed to just bringing a team member on and saying, I need you to do A and B and A and B get done. And that's the end of it. That's, that's very cold. That's very cut and dry. You might get the basic results out of it. But it's not a relationship that's being right. built there. I think that's really important. And, and I think that's true. I mentioned radio, PR, social media, but I had a situation last month with an online advertising company that I built up trust in that relationship with. And what happened was I would get these reports on how my campaigns were doing. And I would get on the phone with them and say, can you send me some benchmarks? Like I know how you know cpms work and cost per link clicked and some of those things but some of those things can be manipulated with you know bots today and things like that and i said i'd like to know are we underperforming or overperforming because i and and so we compared all of our benchmarks and she really walked me through like what it meant and she took more time than i think most people would spend just to make sure I understood which units were overperforming and which ones were underperforming. <clears throat> and without going down that rabbit hole, as you know, with online advertising, you can quickly and easily pull out the things that aren't uh, performing well, which we never could do back in the old days when you did <laughs> advertising. It was like a solid rocket booster. You lit it and it went. And I think when you build up trust, could be your radio promotion guy. You just asked about maybe PR. We don't know everything about radio promotion, right? So ask your radio promotion person, tell me about these formats. Why would we go for AAA instead of non-com? Help me understand and have that collaboration where they're teaching you and you're teaching them. And then you become more of a team and what your conversations will be a lot more effective and you'll learn a lot more from them. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think ultimately you end up with a relationship where you've got a, a team member, a slash family member who will always go above and beyond just getting the basic tasks that are required of them done yeah. that yeah. they will sit here and go, you know, I got that done, but it got me thinking we need to do 
this, this, and this. And I think I know somebody I can call that could probably take care of that for us. And it opens up a whole, you know, it opens up a whole new relationship because now you can count on, on the team members to not just get the job done, but look at other ways and other opportunities that were never discussed, that they're not afraid to bring something new to the table and go, yeah, we got the PR, we got the radio. But what do you think about TikTok promoters over here? We've never done it before, but I know somebody who swears by it. And, or, you know, what about in, in store play and stuff like that? You know, they're going above and beyond, right? Above and beyond, you know, maybe 90% of the time the stuff doesn't work out and you don't pursue it. But I know I like working with people who are constantly going, Hey, there's something cool here. There's something new here. Let's What what about this? What about this? And, you know, and it might give you an opportunity to replace an old standby tool that you've been using for decades that's been costing you X amount a month to use it. Well, there's this new and better service. It's actually free. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're touching on something that's really important. Before we hit record, we we're talking about um, this business uh, being about relationships and follow through. And if you have really good relationships with people and you do what you say you're going to do, that's like 90% of the job. But what you're talking about right now is when you develop those good relationships and you have a good team and you have good communications and you set goals and yet you know the roles and responsibilities, something special happens. And the way that we describe it sometimes is that there are two types of workers in the music industry. There are sales reps and order takers. And, and what they mean by that is there are sales reps that are going to go out And they're going to find the business. They're going to find the problems. They're going to solve it. They're going to come up. They're going to brainstorm with you. It's going to be yes and instead of no but. But then there's the order takers. And those are the people that sit and wait for somebody to ask them what to do or they'll pick up the phone. Yes, you want me to do that thing? Okay, I'll do it. That's an order taker. A sales rep, man, they go after it. And if you can surround yourself with people like that and then have that regular communication, that's how mountains are moved. That, that's exactly, that's how that, you know, we, we, we sadly joke how so many artists are always looking for, where's that magic bullet that's going to all of a sudden <laughs> change things? Well, you know, an order taker is never going to find you a magic bullet. No. A, 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 a salesperson might have a lead on something that could become a magic bullet. Yeah. You know, you've got to have that person who's not afraid to look at new things, bring new things to the table, test new things out, figure out, you know, is this a way to improve what's been done for the last 20 years? We've just, it, of course it works, it's been working, but it could be improved and I've got a solution to improve it. Hey, Mike, I need a, I need a viral moment. (laughs) I need a viral video, man. And can you buy me some spins and follows? (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Ex- exactly. Exactly. I just, I just got another one of those fake um, Spotify for artist emails yeah. in my inbox this morning. You've been selected. I'm like, yeah. Spotify for artist. Oh no, that's not the Spotify email address. This yeah. Is- check the email address. That's always fun. But, but, but you know what? And again, yeah. this little thing right here, these are the things that if you bring a team member in and you get a good trusting relationship, they're also going to go stay clear of that stay 
clear. And here's why. Oh, really? I've been getting so many of these emails and they sound interesting. And they sound like what we need. I'm like, yeah, you got to avoid that with everything you've got because it's a scam. It can come back and bite you. Absolutely. You, you want, you want people surrounding you who are going to look out for everything, even if it's above and beyond what their responsibilities yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. And if you surround yourself with good people, you mentioned something to me this morning, again, before we hit record, it's so rare, but just sounds a little corny, but you, you had a client who just appreciated what you're doing. And I would put this out there for any artist, manager, label staffer, distributor, tour book, booking agent, whatever, whoever you are, that show some appreciation when someone is taking care of you, that little thank you or that, you know what, Mike, I appreciate what you're doing. You rock. You've been doing an awesome job. That goes it so does. far to keep your team energized, smiling, excited, and looking forward to next week. Absolutely. As opposed to, I'm sure you've had this clients where it's like, the only communication is always a beat down. Yeah. It's like, it's how always... come you didn't do this? How come the results weren't as good as what we want? It's like, holy crap, we're busting our ass out here. You know, we can't promise results, but you know, how about a thank you? Like you said, how about just a thank you every once in a while? Yeah. Our business has a 93% failure rate if you're just looking at ROI. And I always tell people um, when I'm talking to a client, you're going to get my hard work, my experience, my relationships, just like you, but I can't guarantee you New Music Friday. Uh, playlist. I can't guarantee that you're going to have your viral moment or that your cap rooms are going to double. All I can tell you is that when you optimize, when you work hard, surround yourself with a good team and you're consistent, good things happen. And the last thing I'll say on it is if you learn one lesson from some of the things that you, you see and hear on this podcast is it's about consistency more than anything. Consistently writing, you get better. Consistently playing live, you get better. Consistency on social media. So there's this regular, again, it's a dialogue, it's a collaboration, and it's a relationship. The people who understand that and they're consistent, it's like a stock. You know, you don't watch that every single day, but over time, that audience is going to grow with your consistency. Uh, exactly, exactly. You know, consistency in having communication with your team members. Just be consistent about talking about what's going on and what, what's not working and what is working. You've got, you've got to do that. Silence is your enemy when it comes to this sort of stuff. Absolutely. Do, do not assume somebody else is taking care of it because the second you do that, you're going to find out nobody took care of it. And now you've got a bigger fire to to deal with. Amen, brother. Um, all right. So good quick, stuff. Quick shout out once again to Bruce and everybody at Hypebot and Bands in Town. And please go out, show some love, support our sponsors, bandzoogle.com and discmakers.com means a lot to us. If you've got any interest in uh sponsorship of the Music Biz Weekly podcast, reach out to either Jay or myself and we'll be happy to chat with you. That's it. We'll see everybody next week. Industry professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, 
Get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship opportunities. For Music Biz Weekly, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.